0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. Happy Lord's Day, everyone. I'm so excited to be with you and to be able to share the word of God with you. We've had a wonderful service thus far. And this is the time when we now open our hearts to receive from God. We've worshiped the Lord in a variety of ways. Now we want to receive the word of the Lord. And as we begin to open God's word today, I want to encourage everyone to open up the CT app. If you haven't, you can download it. It has the slides and the notes and it'll just make it so much easier for you to follow along uh, with us as we are going through um, our verses today. Now, last week we talked about the faith response. That was the title of the message, and we read from Hebrews chapter eleven, and and we we highlighted the fact that there are all of these examples of people who responded by faith. Every situation, every circumstance has a faith response, and that's all throughout Hebrews chapter eleven. That was your homework. And a number of people kind of communicated with us and said, I read Hebrews 11 today, so good job for doing your homework. But now today, I want to talk about what should be the natural progression to a faith response. And Hebrews chapter 12 actually takes us there. And what the scriptures that we're going to read will reveal to us that our responses should become habit-forming, character-forming. In a sense, they should literally transform all of what we do and take us from faith to faithfulness. And that's the title of my message today, From Faith to Faithfulness. A number of weeks ago, I was talking to uh, a mentor of mine, and uh, what he said was, he said, these days, this COVID crisis... They call for faith and faithfulness. And I'm believing God, not just to build your faith, but to impart a deep sense of faithfulness into every heart and every mind, so that we will, so that the Lord will find us faithful. Amen. And so um, I want to read a couple of verses, but let me just let me just pray up front and then we'll go through this. Father, thank you for this wonderful day that we have in you. Thank you that despite the distance, Lord, we are one in the spirit. We are one body with one Lord. Hallelujah, we are one church under the headship of Christ Jesus. And Lord, our faith is in you. And Lord, we live our lives for you. And today I pray that you would take us not just from faith, but from faith to faithfulness. Help us to live every day of our lives in ways that glorify you and please you and honor you. And so would you minister by your Holy Spirit to every heart? You know what each one of us needs. Only you, as the author and finisher of our faith, can take us from faith to faithfulness. Bless this word now by your mighty power. We trust you to do it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right, so let's read from Hebrews uh, chapter 12. It says, therefore, because of all of the examples, watch this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, a little bit more, and let us, twice it says let us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne Of God. And so this passage of scripture is showing us how to go from faith to faithfulness. The righteous will live by faith. And what this begins with is highlighting that this is for all of us. It says, let us. And that means that from pastor to preteen, we are all called to serve God faithfully. It means no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are in the faith, God is able to impart not just faith, but he's able to impart grace so that we will keep following him, so that we will continue to serve him. The righteous will live by faith, the Bible says, and they will live by faith, faithfully. Here's what Hebrews is telling us. It's telling us here that our faith response should be commensurate or it should be like the faith response of those who've gone before us. This is very important. It says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now what that means is that there are people who, not just in the Bible, but who've gone before us who serve the Lord, they serve the Lord in their day, they serve the Lord in their time, they serve the Lord with their challenges. Faithfulness to God looks different in every generation, but there are certain things that that are the same. When the scripture says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, it's saying that they served God faithfully in their day, and now we have our day. So let me, just, let me just frame the context of the COVID crisis and today's message. Ecclesiastes 7.10 says this, do not say why were the old days better than these days for it's not wise to ask such questions. On a number of occasions I've said to people, you know, I really miss my old life. I miss going to the gym and I miss all of these things. But we need to be careful that we could miss the past and make so much of the past and we could miss out on opportunities to be faithful to God in the present. God wants to use us, bless us, grow us right here in the presence and if we just keep looking back and say boy I wish we had this and I wish we had that we need to know that's not faith. You see, we need to realize this is our turn. And what it's saying is they had their turn and now we have our turn. Brothers and sisters, this is our opportunity. This is our time to run the race. Here's the way Shakespeare put it. I love this quote. He said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. Well, guess what? This is our time to play our part. Right here before the foundations of the earth, God knew that you would be alive during the COVID-19 crisis. And God had planned out for you not only to live by faith, but to live faithfully, to serve him faithfully, despite the challenges of our day, despite the challenges of our time. And can I tell you something? You gotta wanna be in the game. You gotta wanna serve God right now. When I was a little kid, I was about eight years old. My brother was four years older, and I had a, an, an experiences that were burned into my soul. So many times they were playing baseball or playing football, and I wanted to play with the bigger kids, and they would say, no, you're, to, you're too little. And I remember thinking inside of my heart, well, you just wait. You wait till I get big because I'm going to put it on you guys. And can I tell you something? you got to want to be in the game today you got to want to serve God right here and right now. God can make you faithful. God can make you fruitful right now. you got to want to give him glory despite the pressures, despite the uniquenesses of these challenges. You know, faith doesn't want everything easy. Faith understands that life can be very difficult, but in the difficulties of life, we have an opportunity to be faithful. Faith gets it. Faith understands that the earth is not heaven, and hallelujah, heaven is not the earth. One day we're going to see Jesus face to face. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what pressures or hardships or difficulty, as a child of God, be faithful because you're gonna see him and he's gonna say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And when you see him face to face, his reward will be in his hand. When you see him face to face, there will be no more tears, no more sorrows, no more struggles. It won't be the kind of labor, the kind of sweat, the kind of struggle. It is gonna be joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is our time to live by faith, to do whatever it takes to be faithful. I've been praying all week, Jesus, find us faithful. Whatever you need to do, Lord, make us faithful. Lord, we want to not just have moments of faith, but we want to go from faith to faithfulness. So what we're going to do right now is look at how the scriptures teach us to transform our faith responses into faithful living. Okay, broadly speaking, this text teaches us that we could summarize it in one statement, and here it is. Throw it off and focus. I want you to say that no matter where you are, even if, you might, if you're alone, you might feel a little crazy, don't worry about it, just say it right now. Throw it off and focus. I want you to remember that, throw it off and focus. The text is saying, how did the, the, the great men and women of God in, in, in our past, how did the, the grandfathers and the great grandfathers who lived for God, uh, in, from our generation, so to speak, how did they do it? They threw certain things off and they learned how to focus. So we're going to unpack this. When it says throw it off, what, it mean, what does it mean? It means, first of all, throw off what hinders. Throw off everything that hinders. You can be hindered in your walk with God. You can be called of God. You can be a child of God. You could be blessed by God, but you could still be hindered. What does hinder mean? Hinder means, okay, to cause difficulty and internal conflict that delays or derails our walk with God. If something delays or if something derails your walk with God, it's hindering you. And God is saying, throw it off and focus. Throw those things. Now, in the text, it says, it, it, it actually splits it up into two categories. The first category is weight. It says, throw off the weights, okay, and the sin. But it begins with throw off the weights. And it, it, it characterizes our walk with God very much like a race, it's saying that the way we live for God, it's like running a race. I hope you're running the race, right? Paul said, I fought a good fight and I ran the race, okay? And when you think about running a race, it doesn't make sense to have weights on you. Why? Because it delays you. When, you have a, when there are weights on you, you get delayed. It slows you down. No one sees an Olympian with with weights on them when they go to run a race. We have to throw it off. Can I tell you something? I did a little bit of research. You know, in the Tour de France, um, bikes over the years and all of the equipment, it just gets lighter and lighter and lighter. Listen to this. In 1903, towards the beginning of the Tour de France era, an average bike weighed about 80 pounds. And then they kept working and perfecting because as the bikes got lighter, they could go faster. They were throwing off the weight. In 1962, the average bike was 22.4 pounds. In 1990, it was down to 20 pounds. Could you imagine a bike that could hold up a human being just 20 pounds? Well, now, I'm saying, yes, in 2019, The average bike in the Tour de France is only 15 pounds. You know why? Because when you're racing, every ounce matters. Brothers and sisters, when you're trying to serve God, when things are weighing down upon you, do you know that every ounce matters? We don't have time to waste. We have to run this race for God. And the Bible is telling us we have to throw off certain weights. So there are certain things that may not be sin, but they still hinder your ability to run. If something weighs you down, even if it's not sin, even if it's not sin, the Bible says if you want to be faithful, you should still throw that off. A lot of people justify different practices and behaviors. You know, sometimes people do things and they say, well, I'm not under the law. I'm free in Christ and I I can do whatever you want. And you know what? The Bible says, you know, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. You might be doing certain things that are weighing you down. And if it weighs you down, what the Bible says, if you really want to be faithful, you need to throw off those weights. So let me give you an example. Um, uh, last week, we, we, we talked a lot, in a sense, to the new believer. This is for the new and the old. This is always the case. But let's, let's say you're a new believer, and you can be a new believer and have an old friend, okay? And as a new believer, it's okay, it's not sinful to have an old friend. But can I tell you something? If you have an old friend that weighs you down, that friend needs to be thrown off. In in other words, for the sake of a new relationship with Jesus, it's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care for them. It's that right now you understand you have been bought with a precious price. You have a new master. You now have a new king. You have a new savior. And so we can't allow anyone to delay us. We have to be about our father's business. There are lots of things that may not be sinful, but they still weigh us down. Every ounce matters. Some people love to watch the news. I'm one of those people, I can only watch a little bit of the news. I watch more than, I don't know, maybe it's eight or nine minutes and it just starts to weigh me down. And you know what, you may love to watch the news, but if the news weighs you down, if it starts to grieve your spirit, if it starts to get your focus off of Jesus, then throw it off. I'm trying to use different but simple things. Right now, when you're in your house, you should really pay attention to what is weighing you down because there are things that are distracting us and they're actually delaying us from running the race that we're called to run. So the first thing that the scripture teaches us is plain and simple. Here's what we're doing today. You know what we're doing today? We're talking about authentic Christianity. To love Jesus means that you let things go. To love Jesus, to be sold out to God, means that you're willing to release things that weigh you down. So it says throw off the weights, but then it says throw off the sin. Now, Weights and sin are different. Not all weight Not all uh, weight is sin. Not all sin is weight, but they both need to be thrown off. And sin is that which goes against God's word and God's will. Here's what the passage of scripture is fundamentally telling us. You and I are on this race. And we're running towards the Lord. We're running towards the Lord. And as we run, in order to be faithful, there are things that we have to throw off. Some are weights, things that weigh us down. Some are things that actually derail us. Here's the example of it. So look at this track. You can be on track, but you could be delayed. Weights will delay you. I heard a story once of a pastor who got addicted to the L.A. Dodgers. And he was was preparing his sermons watching baseball games. How many know that's a weight right there? It's okay to watch a baseball game, but not when you're trying to prepare a sermon. There's a time for everything under the sun. Some things weigh you down, but then we actually get to things that go against the word of God and the will of God. There are theologies that ignore this issue, but... We cannot ignore the issue of sin because what sin does, it actually derails us. It says, throw off the weights and the sin that so easily entangles. It means that you could be trying to run and sin trips you up and gets you off track. And maybe right now as I'm speaking, we actually prayed about this before we started the service today. Maybe right now as I'm speaking, you find yourself in a place where you're like, man, I'm not running the way I'm supposed to run, and it's because there's either weight or there's just flat-out sin. There's sin in your life. And praise be to the living God, when we go to Jesus and say, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me of my sin, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. But it's not something that we could overlook. We can't just say, well, I want to I wanna stay in this practice that I know is grievous to God, and I'm going to be faithful. The only way to be faithful, as this text is saying, is there are certain things that we have to throw off. I've been thinking so much about how the COVID crisis has really sort of uh, um, crystallized life. Because we, there are all of these things that we can't do. And so as we, as we sit in our homes for a lot longer than usual, we have time to think about what really matters. We have time to think about what's really important and what isn't. We have time to actually seek God and hear from God and discover God's true plan for our lives. Do you realize there's a race that's been marked out for us? There's a race that's marked out for you. And part of the way to really run that race is you throw off the weights and you throw off the sin. We know that the Holy Spirit speaks to every heart and tells them when they're not living right. And God is speaking to you, and if he's speaking to you about a particular relationship, a particular practice, something in the past that needs to be dealt with, can I tell you today in the name of Jesus... Come under the blood, come to him and say, God, forgive me, I want to throw off sin. And as you throw off sin, you're gonna see that you're gonna be released to run. They could send me uh, one of the musicians. See, here's what I believe. What I believe is that God has the power to bless us and to energize our lives. He has the ability to give us joy unspeakable and full of glory. No matter what's happening, we can walk with the joy of the Lord. We could be in the blessing of the Lord. Uh, um, However, there are things that will weigh us down unless we throw them off. When we throw them off, then there's a freedom that comes. Over the years, can I tell you? I see this particular text as people coming to different crossroads. I've been at this crossroad, uh, uh, I can't even tell you how many times in my life. Everyone comes to crossroads. And at that crossroads, we have decisions. We have this inner conflict. And maybe you're, as you're listening to me, there's inner conflict in your life. And while that inner conflict is going on, the Holy Spirit might be saying, yes, you're conflicted. You're conflicted because there are things in your life that are delaying you, or there are things in your life that are derailing you. Would you trust me? Would you love me? Would you worship me and just throw it off? And here's what happens. What happens is, is when you come to that crossroads and you throw things off, then you're unburdened to run and to do the next thing that this text teaches us. You have to throw it off and focus. We throw things off at that crossroads and then there's a whole new opportunity to focus on the Lord it says throw off what hinders and then what then focus on jesus can i tell you when you focus on jesus you will not miss the things that weigh you down you will not miss the sin that so easily entangles you when we really just focus on jesus he is the author and the perfecter of our faith you know um when i when i think about fixing our eyes for days i was thinking about fixing our eyes on jesus i'm like lord what does this actually mean the word fix our eyes on jesus is only found one place in scripture right here it's just like a unique word and can i tell you something fixing your eyes on jesus is not a formula okay It's not a formula. It means focus. You can't have a healthy relationship with anyone if you don't focus on them. But when you focus on Jesus, when you focus on someone, then you can grow your relationship. And here's what happens. When you focus on Jesus and it's not a formula, I wish I could give you a formula. But when you focus on Jesus, then the unique things that happen in relationships it just starts to open pathways of your walking with God there's no marriage that is the same but you can't have a healthy marriage if you don't focus on one another there's no two friendships that are exactly the same but you can't have a strong friendship if you don't focus on one another what the scripture is saying is focus on Jesus when you fix your eyes on Jesus, just things start to happen. You ever meet someone and you're like, "Oh wow." I was with that person and I can't describe it, but there's something about their relationship with God that is fresh and it's it's like exciting and uh, I'm almost jealous. You ever meet someone and say, "Man, I'm jealous of of how well they know Jesus." You know, it's because they have focused on him. They have become friends with the Lord, Jesus is the friend that sits closer than a brother. This is the most amazing opportunity. In fact, I was talking with Pastor Jacob about this before. We say, I'm telling you right now, we say right now, boy, do I miss those days. But six months from now, whenever this is done and we're back in our normal life, I bet you many of us are gonna say, boy, do I miss my COVID days. Because during my COVID days, I actually had more time to read the Bible. I had more time to worship. I had more time to do A or B. This is an amazing season and opportunity for us to focus on Jesus. If we'll just fix our eyes on Jesus, I'm telling you, your life is going to explode with the blessing of God. The joy of the Lord is going to be so amazing. Let me put it this way as we go to close. When you pray, focus on Jesus. Don't just pray, when you pray, focus on Jesus. When you worship, when you lift your hands, don't be self-conscious, focus on Jesus. You walk around your room. I, when, I, when I pray in my I, my office is in my basement, I walk around and pray and I lift my hands and sometimes it's too early and I can't raise my voice because I, I don't want to wake up my wife. I don't think that would be a wise thing either. But you know what? There's something no matter where you are. I know that I know that in the morning, in the afternoon, you lift your hands, you forget about everyone else, and you focus on Jesus. I'm telling you, it's going to set your life on fire. Some people, they don't cross the line that that you cross when you fix your eyes on Jesus. It's an indescribable thing, but you just have to do it. You just have to focus on him. Whatever you're doing for God, focus on him and watch things begin to open up and explode. And then when you, when you really see him and when you really know him, all of a sudden it becomes so much easier to say no to sin and to say no to the things that so easily weigh us, so it's the sin that easily entangles and things that weigh us down. You can't force yourself. be faithful to God. I'm going to be closing with this. Listen to me. You can try and you can try. You can try. There's no human effort possible that will make you faithful to God. But if you fix your eyes upon Jesus, there's something about that encounter that it just makes you faithful to him. The more you read the word and you focus, the more you worship and you focus, you could go to work, and there could be part of you that is so connected. You know, when you have a a good marriage, here's something that happens. It doesn't matter where you are. There's a part of you that is always dialed in to where your spouse is. They could be a thousand miles away. You could be doing something completely different, and you just are connected to them. That's the way it is with the Lord. Or when your kids are little, You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. You're just, you're dialed into them. Well, this is the most wonderful, the most amazing relationship any human being could ever have. And when you have a good relationship with Jesus, it makes you more faithful in all of your other relationships. And I'm praying today that there would be a transaction. I'm praying today that God's people, no matter how, long you've been serving the Lord. I'm praying that at your new crossroads that we would throw things off and that we would focus. And as we focus we're going to run like never before. Do you know that? Jesus is going to cause you to run like never before. If, they could, if the singers could come Jesus is the author and the perfecter. He's the beginning and the end. On this Sunday, the most important thing that you could do is focus on Jesus. In the next few moments, we're going to begin to sing. We want you more and more. We want you more and more. Could you say that with me? Lord, I want you more and more. And yes, Lord, there are things that distract me. And yes, Lord, there are things that delay me. But today, God, I'm here to tell you, I'm ready to throw it off because I want you more and more, oh God. God, I wanna grow. I'm I'm so thankful for all of the experiences I've had. I'm so thankful. Me personally, I've been serving God for 35 years or so. But can I tell you something? I want Him more and more. There's more to discover. There's more to experience. Jesus is so wonderful. Lord, help us to focus on you, to fix our eyes upon you like never never before. Hallelujah. When we focus on Jesus, come on, lift your hands. When we focus on Jesus, we'll have the right example, the right inspiration, the right coach, the right help, the right strength. We'll be running on the right track. We'll be heading towards the right goal as we fix our eyes on Jesus. And listen, while your eyes are closed, this might be a little bit mystical for you, but God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Push past this world and enter into the throne of grace. Lift your hands right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. Good and his love
1: endures, yes, the Lord is good forever, and thou shout it up from the mountain tops, yes, the Lord is good forever for the The Lord is good forever, and I'll shout it out from the mountain tops. Yes, the Lord is.
0: you more and more we want to be faithful to you God we want to serve you faithfully Lord we want to live in such a way that when you come back for us we will hear well done my good and faithful servant and we confess Lord that we can't do this without you Lord We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the living word. We need the active word in our lives. And Lord, we know that your spirit empowers us. Your word is activated in us when we focus on you, Lord Jesus. And so Lord, I pray right now. God, I pray for those that have been entangled. And Lord, I pray for those that have been weighed down. And right now, we touch and agree, Lord, for people all over the globe, O oh God, on different continents, Lord, across the waters, oh Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we ask that things would be thrown off by your mighty power. God, we ask that uh, uh, sins, oh God, habitual sins would be broken in the name of Jesus. We ask that we would stop making excuses for an ungodly, unholy lifestyle and we would say, Today, Lord, we want to throw it off by your mighty power and we want to fix our eyes upon Jesus. God, I pray that today marriages will be restored because one or two people just throw off the junk and focus on you. God, I pray that relationships would be restored because people throw off the junk, oh God. I pray that hearts, oh God, and minds would be lifted and strengthened and encouraged, that depression would be broken, oh God, because we're not gonna lean, oh God, on the sin. We're not gonna give in to that anymore but by your mighty power, Lord, we're gonna throw it off. Today I pray that the Holy Spirit would go and do a work of liberty, a work of freedom, oh God. God, get people back in the race in the name of Jesus. Get people in the race with our eyes fixed upon Jesus. So Lord, grow our walk with you. Grow our relationship with you. Take us from faith to faithfulness. Let everyone, oh God, who's hearing this word, let us mature in our walk with you. Begin, oh God, with every leader, every head of household, every mom that's leading a home, every dad that's leading a home, every single person. Take us from faith to faithfulness. So God, I thank you, Lord, that as we stand at this crossroads and as we throw off, I thank you for all the beautiful and wonderful pathways that are going to be opened. Bless your people. Make this a powerful day. Make it a wonderful day. Make it a day of incredible revelation and freedom and joy. We love you. We thank you. We believe you. God, bless your people as they run the race that's been marked out for them in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. Hallelujah. Could we clap to God? I wish I could hear you clap. I miss hearing you clap. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love you. You're gonna have a wonderful week. God bless you, we'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you for worshiping with us online today. If you haven't already, Please follow us on all of our social media channels. And also, don't forget to worship the Lord through giving. You can go on our website to give or text Chicago Tab to 77977. We're praying for you and we love you and just know that the Lord is with you.